You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I would say Rogue One has a more worn feel, and I love it for that, because it looks a lot like New Hope, where everything isn't shiny and plastic like the Star Trek films. We always talk about timelines and the franchises that we love, and now it's kind of like, okay, now we're going to do a Han story, now we're going to do Obi-Wan story. People do still like to go into movies and watch things that are different, watch things that are not related to superhero franchises. With him, you might get the Russell West. Kevin Durant leaves and he goes, I'm not going anywhere, this is my team, I'm going up it for the long haul. If you're into like very strategic style games and the co-op games in general, it's a highly recommended game overall. And it's a sense of depth and personality that would escalate fighting games to a higher degree. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Hello and welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, back to give you another sci-fi news podcast for this week. So we have the normal big three topics. First off, I'll be talking about what happened last weekend with a lot of shows that were renewed and a lot of shows that got canned. So I'll be talking about that as well as... If you're a big Babylon 5 fan, there's good news, because it's coming to Amazon Prime, so that's going to be another great topic that I'll be talking about, and sadly, I'll be talking about the passing of Margot Kidder, who was Lois Lane from the Superman movie starring Christopher Reeve, so I don't want to end it on a down note, but... It is going to be on a down note. So, let's start off with all the news that happened last weekend. I mean, it was like a barrage of news. And, like, the biggest one was the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And Fox lopped it off from his schedule. And fans of the show. And I have watched it for the past couple of years. And I've enjoyed it immensely. The last season and a half, I haven't been up to date, so I've been kind of out of the loop. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine does have a strong following. So, like with many shows in which it gets canceled, it's become the new norm that fans kind of rally to save the show. So in this case, even though Hulu passed it and Netflix passed on it, NBC picked it up, and that was within less than two days, which is kind of impressive. Now, it would have been nice if we had a third season of Agent Carter, but, you know, that's just me, or a second season of Constantine. But hey, we all can't get what we want, now can we? But in any case, we are getting a Constantine on Legends of Tomorrow, so... I will take it for what it is. So, but let's get started because I'm kind of still at the quandary here. 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been going on for the past five seasons and is about to wrap up, I think, the next two episodes, if not today, tonight, that I'm recording this. The problem lies, I'm expecting it to go. And I had planned to say, finally, let's pull the damn plug and just be done with it. And honestly, it, it was a very frustrating feeling to have going into the third season in which by that time the the movie that was supposed to align the third season was going to be the Avengers Age of Ultron and basically the only connection is Coulson saying call the Avengers because they found Strucker had Asgardian weapons right and then we watch the movie you come back and his response is, well, that's what we, how we do things. That was it. It was a very lame interaction. And the only thing that you would know had you been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was that Coulson let Nick Fury, the, the airship that went to rescue the people from uh, uh, the place that's up in Scofia, uh, up in the air. So that was it. Because he was calling in a favor. Nick Fury was calling in a favor to an old friend. That was it. That was the only goddamn reference. And I'm sorry I said that. But I am really upset. Because unlike the Winter Soldier. We've seen that in the last half. Like by, by episode 6. Which really gets good. For season 1 for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is fantastic. It blows me away how it. The fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. plays so perfectly into that storyline that was amazing and then we get you know kind of moving back up you know we have the storyline i think for the fourth season with the inhumans because there was plans to be an inhumans movie that was interesting i'm kind of was gung-ho for this because inhumans is is one of those you know not well known, well known comics but it's enough of a fan favorite to kind of like bring it to the screen so let's have it on a small screen to kind of warm people's palates a bit and then hey we're not going to do the star uh, the, this in the humans movie anymore like what <laughs> it's like well we spent the whole season building up the inhumans daisy went to puerto rico and she became quake what the hell so they decided to change gears and then inhumans became a tv series and you know how that went because that didn't go far. Season 5. No, I'm sorry. Season 4, we get the three different storylines. We get the, the Ghost Rider storyline, the uh, ILM, the uh, LM, was it Life Model Decoy, something like that. And then the, the Hydra story at the end of that, which was fantastic. I really got to enjoy that kind of story arc, which it was smaller, more contained. But it was kind of riveting stuff. This last season starts off with them being kidnapped from last season. And they go into space. And they're in the future. Okay, so we get to kind of see the Kree-ish in, 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 in action. And then maybe about six or seven episodes we're back on Earth at the lighthouse. But in the past, which is the present now. And the storyline is going on for right now. So by this time, you have to deal with the Avengers Infinity War. 
and the last two episodes, there's reference to something going on or there's something going on on TV about incidents going on. And the word Thanos came up. That's it. That is it. And on that note, I am done with this. But like an idiot, I have to keep on watching. I just want to see someone just fade out like they did in Infinity War and just say, what the hell is going on? Thanos. Do that. Throw me a damn bone, okay? Throw me a damn bone. But I'm pretty sure it will not happen in the season finale at all. And I'm ticked. And why it got renewed for a sixth season is beyond me. So, I'm not going to go anymore <laughs> into a tirade like I've been just now talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, it's lost its way. It doesn't have an idea what it wants to, what it wants to be right from the very beginning. And it struggled really hard. You know, is it an agency? Well, with the fall of, of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's no longer that. It was a renegade group of agents who's paying their salary after all this time who is paying their salary I got rent I got bills to pay <laughs> I got all these things I got to do with with agents of shield and and yet who pays the agents makes no sense erg all right so we still got that all right uh, of course Let's go to Star Trek Discovery. Let's go to Star Trek Discovery, which we know it's been renewed for season two. So kind of excited, excited for that actually, because of certain elements in which we might get possibly Spock, but it turns out to be maybe a young Spock, like in the flashback. Fine, but Captain Pike from the TV series, who was the Inhuman actor, uh, played Black Bolt. So. We got that. So there is some positive thing for some Inhumans. Because if the show had continued, he would have never been able to take over for the role of Jeffrey Hunter, who played Captain Pike. So, yay for little things, I guess. Alright, let's move on to Fox. Gotham has been renewed one last time. Season 5 is going to be the final season. So, as promised, we're supposed to get... Batman at the very end putting out the call and all that so I have not as much as I love Gotham I have not seen anything for this last season now that other shows are kind of going down I will catch up on that but it is done after next season The Gifted also another show that I stopped after the first season has been renewed for a second season, which I'm glad for because I was very impressed with what I saw on the first episode. And of course, the Orville will be coming back. I think it's only 13 episodes. I could be wrong about that, but still, Orville. I fought for that show <laughs> after I'm like, nah, it's not going to work. Nah, it's actually good. Uh, it's actually better than Star Trek Discovery, so I'm all for the Orville. All right, so let's get on to the CW. I, Zombie, I have stopped somewhere halfway in the first season, not because I did not like it. I loved it. I just had a 
again, way too many other things, and it kind of fell by the wayside. So it's getting its fifth and final season next year. So that's good news on that. Now, of course, the heart of the CW is the DC Universe or the Arrowverse, if you want to be more pronounced. We have Arrow for another season. We have Black Lightning, yes, for season two. Legends of Tomorrow for season four. The Flash season five. And of course, Supergirl for season four. The only news that really kind of really ticked me off. This season, you had like a delayed showing of Supergirl. So when Legends of Tomorrow was done, which was in Supergirl's time slot on Mondays at 8 p.m., that's what Legends was doing. So once that was done, Supergirl came back and it's still running. So before we get to its season finale, the Flash and the Arrow would be done maybe about four, three or four episodes before we get to that season finale. The new schedule is... For next year, it, it, I don't like how it's been set up, but regardless, it doesn't make difference to me because I never watch the shows live. I don't have the time to sit there and watch it live because I'm always interrupted and I get... I just don't. So Sundays at 8 p.m. will be Supergirl and then Mondays we're going to get Arrow and I think Legends of Tomorrow... I think Tuesday we'll get the Flash and then Black Lightning after that. So, not that it's a bad combination, but I miss the days in which we would have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. One show from each of those great things that I just mentioned, with Arrow, The Flash, Legend of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. It was great. I don't mind it being double on one night, but, you know, you could spread the wealth a bit. So that's the only complaint that I would have about that schedule. But again, it really doesn't make a difference to me because I watch it on delayed on through my Hulu app anyway. So, all right. So moving on to Netflix, of course, Lost in Space has been renewed for a second season, which is no surprise with that. Uh, Arrested Development is coming back for a season five. I still have to finish season four. Glow, of course, has been renewed. Jessica Jones, we're getting a season three. Punisher, we're getting a season two. Daredevil, still, we have to finish up, but we're getting a season uh, Daredevil three sometime soon. The OA has been recommended. That will go into the second season. And I just finished the Santa Clarita Diet. Oh my God, it is such a damn good show. I have not laughed in a very long time. Consistently with this show and timothy oliphant and drew barrymore and the rest of the cast are fantastic and even nathan Fillion is in this uh ish <laughs> and it's fantastic man i don't want to spoil it for you but if you have not seen it please if you love not black humor but it's dark humor and in you love zombies and you want to laugh out loud I implore you, please go check the series out. It is fantastic. So, yes. <laughs> All right, of course, we're getting Stranger Things 3 soon. And then for Hulu, we have, of course, Future Man 
2 coming out for the Season 2. Handmaid's Tale has been renewed for Season 3. And Runaways has been renewed for Season 2. And getting close to the end here, AMC's The Walking Dead has been renewed for another season, as well as Preacher. Amazon has, of course, Man in the High Castle. Season 3 has been greenlit, which I have to f- even start Season 2. <laughs> Again, way too many things to watch. Uh, the Tick, Season 1, loved it. Glad we're getting a second season. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan series, the one uh, that hasn't even aired yet, has been renewed for a second season. So I'm just like, good. But let me see this first before you get run with the ball over here. Um, in any case. And then the big news. Rick and Morty. Not only has it been renewed. It's been renewed for like 70 episodes. So that is amazing. In and of itself. So I'm ecstatic that we're going to get a hell of a lot more Rick and Morty for the foreseeable future. So... You know, just make sure we have enough Szechuan sauce for that crap. Alright, so what the hell was cancelled? As I mentioned, the humans, no big surprise. Sci-fi, uh, we cancelled The Expanse after three seasons, and I think it's because it's way too expensive, and it looks fantastic. It really does look fantastic. Um, Twelve Monkeys... I have not seen, but I do want to catch up on that. Dark Matter also was cancelled. Another interesting series. Uh, For Stars, American Gods 2. No, I'm sorry. American Gods 2 is being picked up for season uh, renewal. So that's my mistake there because I'm doing many things at the same time. But that's a lot of news that came out that I'm really happy for. Um... But going back to the CW, the other big news that just came out was that we're going to get Batwoman and Gotham is going to be mentioned in, in their episodes or sometime next season, we're going to get Batwoman and Gotham. And I'm just like ecstatic that that's even happening. So I'm okay. We're not getting Batman and Robin. Mm, it's all right. Batwoman, that is fantastic. I want to see arrow expand and be the kind of the launching pad like it did for for flash after legends of tomorrow and i want to see that crossover happen with black lightning sue so let this be dc's answer to the mcu that's all we can have because that's the only thing that dc can do right is doing this kind of great storytelling on a smaller scale i will take it that's all i will take this Alright, so putting all that aside, if you like Babylon 5, I did, I have a t-shirt for Babylon 5, we're probably one of the rare fans that actually know about it or watched the entire series. So, luckily, you know, for me, I I work in a library and we have the Babylon 5 DVDs. But I, I started to just recently watch the first season first disc i'm like almost done and i look to order the second disc and it's nowhere to be found anywhere so i have to uh find other ways to find it but luckily it's coming to amazon prime next month so in june we can get the entire five season storyline and if you've never seen babylon 5 
You might be asking, what the hell is it? Well, DS9 for Star Trek and Babylon 5 are similar in many respects because J. Michael Straczynski pitched to Paramount years before his story idea, and they kind of passed. But somehow, we have a lot of story elements how DS9 and Babylon 5 are done. And, you know... I, I'm not knocking Paramount because it would have been competing with something they already have, which is the Star Trek franchise. You know? But, in fairness, I I think Babylon 5 is a much better product right off the bat. Because if you remember, DS9 really did not really take off well until maybe third even fourth season. So until that happened, Babylon 5 was already telling better stories because they were doing complete arcs for each season. You had an, an upcoming war with the shadows and, and how it just built upon that. The only criticism I would have, and it's not through the fault of anyone on the show, but this supposed to be a five-year storytelling overall. The fourth season kind of pushed everything all together and kind of zoomed through because they weren't sure they were going to get picked up for a fifth season. And sure enough, they, they blew through <laughs> everything with the storyline. So when you watch the fifth season, it's kind of like a lot of filler because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't sign off much in the way of, okay, we're done. It, it. I'm sorry that it came that way. I really am. But in any case, I want to relive all these great moments with all these great character actors. Oh, my God. It is fantastic. Um, but, you know, DS9 eventually got their stuff together and started to do you know, more developed storylines in which you basically had a war also towards the end. And it was really complex and it was thought-provoking. So, it's not hard to fault the rivalry you would have. Like, you know, one show is better. Like, they're basically the same. But, unfortunately, you know, Paramount just kind of borrowed, in my opinion, the ideas from Straczynski. You know, and even though they did settle out of court, you know, Straczynski went back to them when Star Trek basically was canceled after Enterprise. He wrote a 14-page proposal on rebooting the Star Trek universe. You can actually find that PDF online, and it's called Reboot the Universe for Star Trek. And I am compelled by what he was proposing. And basically it's Straczynski doing his version of Babylon 5. But with characters that you know. And doing story arcs. Not just individual episodes in which we've kind of grown accustomed to on Star Trek. And that's exactly what um, Discovery was doing. So it's no wonder that that's the kind of style that he would have brought to a new Star Trek universe or a Star Trek TV series 
if he was given permission to do so. So it's sad that we didn't get it, but in, in fairness, we did get, you know, J.J. Abrams' reboot of Star Trek, which, in a nutshell, brought back fans of the original show and introduced new people to this series. So it's a kind of a, a double-edged sword. I mean, it, it challenged both to do better work, but unfortunately, you know, DS9 became a lot more high-profile than Babylon 5 did. So, you know, Babylon 5 was on the WB, and it struggled. It really did struggle. But, again, if I'm going to compare the two, Babylon 5 hit it out of the park better and earlier. Whereas DS9, you know, they were able to make it, I think, to seven seasons. But it took a while to get to those seven seasons to make it really good seven seasons worth. Again, maybe half of the season, half of the whole series, you can kind of lop out and just not even worry about it. But in any case, if you've not seen it, please check out Babylon 5 for next month. And no, I am not going to share my access code with anyone, not with this series. All right, so now for the sad part of the podcast, which I really don't want to do, but I have to. Marco Kidda passed away this past Monday, and she was 69. And as I mentioned, she is Lois Lane from the Superman movies that came out in the 70s with Christopher Reeve. And I remember my stepfather at the time was saying how she wasn't very pretty. And I've always thought, and again, this is me like everything else, who I did not have a crush on. Well, Lois Lane and Margot Kidder are like synonymous. They're one and the same. So I cannot think of a better Lois Lane representation than what Margot Kidder brought to the role. And the moment that kind of like sealed my... Almost a feeling of love is when she's interviewing Superman on her patio. And just seeing those two of them interact with each other and how she's falling, you know, enamored with him, with the questions, it's just so pure and tender and honest. And it's it's amazing after all these years, even if I watch it on TV, I still get those feelings again. As old as I am, it feels like I've never felt this kind of experience before. So, when you go into Superman 2, finally, you know, their, their love is deepened. But sadly, it cannot be because Superman cannot be Superman for her or not for her, for the sake of the rest of the world. So uh, it ends on a kind of bittersweet note with that. And then, of course, in, Star- in Superman 3, there's not much of Lois at all. And when I was doing some research, basically, when they were making the initial Superman with the original director, Richard Donner, this was going to be both Superman 1 and 2 being filmed at the exact same time. Well, they kicked off Richard Donner. 
and not a lot of people were happy about it, including Margot Kidder. So as such, the uh, Salkins, who are the producers, kind of reduced her role in Superman 3. Although, looking on Facebook, because I am a friend of him on Facebook, not personally, but, uh, you know, he said how much that he would miss her and so forth. But my thing is that you gave her something a little bit more substantial in Superman 4. But by that time, Superman itself was just nothing like the original, nothing like the sequel. But by this time, it became out of fashion. So it's sad that it came to not a great ending, but we will always have Superman. And I will always remember her in those moments of just being around her and how much she is mean to Clark and how fun it is to see her react when she finally sees Superman and, and all the things that happens in this movie. So, I mean, yes, we have, you know, tons of other lowest lanes to choose from. Uh, from Noel Neal, back when the days of uh, George Reeves was uh, Superman, or Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane in The Adventures of Lois and Clark, or uh, Erica Durant's I wouldn't go that far, and Tom Welling from Smallville, because uh, it's, I didn't really care for that. Uh, Kate Bosworth and Brandon Routh in Superman Returns. Not really felt much of the way of Lois and Amy Adams and Henry Cavill when they were doing Man of Steel. They're okay. They're much better than um, Kate Bosworth and Erica Durant. But honestly, if there was going to be the ideal Lois Lane, it's Margot Kidder. So, it's sad that her life has ended, but from what I'm reading, she had died peacefully in her sleep. And again, saying how old I am and how this affects me also bothers me because it's, I'm 50 and she was 69. Um, so, I want to make my mark as much as I can through my podcasting and through other projects, but... I want to make sure that I get to enjoy as much as I can with this one life. So it, every time I report about that, and it feels like I'm losing a part of my childhood. But it's not. I mean, it's sad because that person has passed, and it meant a lot to me growing up watching Superman all over again and again and again and again. But that's where I have to kind of keep pushing myself to keep creating stuff, hence why I do the podcast and why I do what I do at the library. Um, I, I do want to leave a, a beautiful legacy, hopefully, um, with all these recordings so that even if no one listens to my podcast, <laughs> eventually my kids will listen to this and my grandkids will listen to this so they will have something to know me by. And that will be a kind of a cool thing, just like you know, I know Marco Kidder as Lois Lane from Superman, and I could be content with that. So, you know, I'm not going to talk about, you know, the rough time she had 
you know, after, you know, finding work after Superman and her career kind of dwindling in mental health issues, I'm not. I just want to remember her as Lois Lane. Perfect in my memory in every way. So I'm sad to see her go. But like I've always said, we only have one life to live. And I'm sure I will see Lois Lane again one day in person. And I'll say, hey, Margo, I remember you. I don't know why I said that. It's not like I'm going to be dying anytime soon. <laughs> but you get the meaning. We're all going to meet each other again someday. If not here, in the next life. So, um, on that note, that's going to be the end of my podcast. So, sorry for uh, getting all sentimental there. Because I'm not one to do that. But, you know, I really do want to acknowledge the people that meant something to me in my life in various forms so when well, you know it's not like I've met Margo but Margo's performance meant a lot to me so alright so please let me know your thoughts about all the stuff I talked about all the TV shows that were renewed or cancelled or you haven't seen Babylon 5 or share some thoughts with me about the passing of Margo Kidder email me at monster sci-fi show at gmail.com remember you can follow me on the various social networks so again thank you for listening to me and to the monster sci-fi show podcast it's sci-fi from a certain point of view good night This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.